It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right. I believe that's our cue to finally uh, get to talking and get a show uh, started uh, here uh, today. Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton is uh, back after a brief hiatus. Didn't do a show earlier this week, but we've got a little more to talk about uh, today, so we thought we could get you something. Yeah, it's kind of the end of one season, the beginning of the other. In fact, it's exactly that. Um, so we figured before we get into baseball and softball, because teams are even playing today, which is crazy, um, <laughs> we figured we, we'd put a wrap on basketball, put a nice little bow on it, and then really start to hit the ground running with baseball uh, probably Friday or yeah, probably Friday. So uh, what we'll do today uh, as we wrap up basketball, we will, of course, create a situation where people can yell at us <laughs> and get I, angry with I us. I figured I, hadn't, I had been gone so long that you haven't been mad at me in enough time, so we'll do something that will make everyone upset. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll do our all-area teams for boys and girls basketball. We will, of course, leave a bunch of people who are deserving off but and we did it because we don't like your kid in particular oh absolutely and we're trying to get their chances of getting a scholarship completely destroyed because all college coaches listen to what we say we just and make that their decision we just got off the horn with Izzo and after we record we're gonna get uh on a call with Greg Campy from Oakland so yes absolutely I mean come on folks we see x number of games <laughs> x number of players and we do the best we can and we are going to have a special category for players we didn't see enough. Yes, because there are there are, uh, there are some kids that that I actually saw a couple of times, but Brady didn't see, and Brady saw a couple of kids a couple of times that I didn't see. So we just couldn't figure out what to do with those kids. But they should be included somewhere. In Absolutely. It. All right, uh, we will uh, take a break, and then we will uh, begin. You want to start with the boys or the girls first? It's your show. Uh, well, we'll figure it out during the break. Then that's how I do things. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, <laughs> slip, <laughs> squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Oh. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, 
North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Derek Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Derek Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Derek Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of positions and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you are back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. And uh, Brady, we'll start with the boys. Normally, I I do ladies first, but uh, I want to start with the boys, mostly because the board, you you wrote the boys on the side that's close to me. And I can read it better. All right. (laughs) So these are our all-area teams. We did a first team and a second team, so obviously there's five players per team. Ten wrote, players right. total. We wrote about twenty names on the board. Yeah, we, at least twenty names on the uh, the board, and and we'll so, do some honorable mentions. So first, let's go over the. We know they should be in the discussion. Probably should be on the team, but we didn't see them enough, and we couldn't give a fair shake to accurately guess. We we know they're good. We just don't have enough information the most dangerous thing is a little bit of information yeah so uh brady you saw gaden moxlow you saw curtis stanley yep um you saw smaglinski up at harbor beach yes um we 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 both at least saw miller once this year because yes. he played at sc4 he's he's the marlette shooter i saw dylan gyra actually three or four times this year mm. player i really like but you didn't get to see him at all no so you don't have like anything to base it on and 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 so these were the guys that we said all right 
we can't really do anything with these guys, although I think you could make an argument for any of them to be first or second team players. Yeah, I mean, I saw Gaden Muxlow put the team on his back for a quarter against Cross Lex. I saw Curtis Stanley hit the game winner against Port Huron High. Grant Smoglinski with a shorthanded team in the opener against Cross Lex played really well. If we had more Harbor Beach games on the schedule, we would have talked about Grant Smoglinski more. And you're right, I never saw Gyra play. And from everything you've said, he's a really, really nice player. Just didn't have, wasn't on the best team. So it's hard to you know, give him a lot of credit. And then we all we know, all know Colin Miller going to U of M Dearborn. Obviously, he's a very talented player. But from what we have, we don't – it's it's not like we're doing this with a pro league where we can look up a game log of every single person. Stats are harder to come by, and this is based off what we saw and the limited information we could get on the Internet. So, uh, and, and my final Dylan Gyra pitch is I saw him outscore – Tyler Jamison in a game. <laughs> yes, you did. He, he had 29, and I think Tyler had 28. So those guys are all deserving of being in the conversation, and probably a good majority of them would have been in the top 10. But once we started throwing out names, we went, well, we didn't see them. We said, okay, we'll make a separate category for them. So, yeah. All right, so obviously uh, any boys' first team starts with Tyler Jamison. And, and I'm not, we're not going to gloss over Tyler because, oh, it's Tyler. No, this kid deserves to be talked about. Yes. He is head and shoulders the best player in the area uh, for a long time. And, yes. and we've had some good players very recently in our Yes, area. we have. He was just so dominant. I mean, he was the obvious centerpiece of a 10 and 0 team. He was the Mac Blue MVP. He was, he was the heart and soul of. Port here on Northern's team, and he would score at will at times. And when he got mad and turned it on, it felt like he he couldn't be stopped by anyone. He just some sensational plays, and we've talked about him ad nauseum because he deserves it. But yeah. yeah, he was the. I think we said he goes okay. Well, Jamison first, and then we'll figure out the rest. Yeah. Well, I mean, coaches. You talk to coaches in the area. Like uh, I just recently, we had Mike McAndrews on mm-hmm. uh, a show, and even Mike was was talking about it. And one of the first things that they all say is the thing about it is he's unselfish. Like we're talking about a kid that scores like he scores, and he doesn't take shots that he doesn't need to. He doesn't take anything out of context of what they're doing and what their offense is. He doesn't force anything up. He takes what teams give him, and he also will give the basketball up, which a lot of kids that are just super scorers, it's like, my ball, I'm shooting. Tyler's not like that. No, he could go hero ball and iso ball and probably average over 30 a game if he really wanted to, but he doesn't. He does everything in the offense. It's what, like you said, the defense gives him or what he creates. He is, it's a treat to watch him, and we almost are fighting over Northern games at times because we want to be there when it's the next time he goes off for another huge number. Well, I mean, the 59-point game. I don't know that I'll ever see anything like that again. Well, you have one uh, more year of him. I, I, <laughs> I know, but I, I mean, like, you, you think about that. Like, that's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Like, you, that, that doesn't happen every we, day. We talked about – I don't think we ever talked about this on the air, but 
we're assuming that's got to be close to a Blue Water area record. Like, basically, if you took all the schools we covered and took the highest score from there, because most of them are in the low 40s. Like, when Singleton said it, I think he had 43. And the the record before Jameson was 45, I, I believe, believe so. 44 or 45. So to get to 59, that has to be a county record or or near it. I don't know every team's record. I know the ones that have them displayed and I can look at real quick. Yeah. But. And I didn't see the Zulofs play. I don't know if they had 50-point Because they used to have or... a record board up at yeah. PH, and now they're down, which I, I didn't like. I like record boards. In I like record boards, too. Um, so, yeah, Tyler Jamison, conference MVP, obvious pick. Then we go to another conference MVP, Jake Townsend, BWAC Player of the Year, was the leader on a 20-0 Crosslex team. If it wasn't for Tyler Jamison, Jake Townsend would probably be regarded as the best basketball player in the area. I, I think so, and, and that's it's really interesting um, because this is a, a kid that not only plays hard and has the physical talents, but he's smart. Um, he sees the basketball court. He, he has good anticipates. Instincts. Yeah. Um, he, he plays defensively. He, he plays like he's in the secondary uh, of, of I a almost, football I know, team. Uh, Trey Kolakovich was the BWAC defensive player in the year for a second time in a row. I wouldn't be surprised if Jake Townsend was second in that voting because they fed off each other so well. Yeah, um, he and he's he can be a, a streaky shooter, but when they're going in, oh, he's so fun. Look at the regional semifinal. I think six threes, if I remember, um, a week ago. <laughs> but he is, yeah, he's the heartbeat. He's every cliche you want to throw out. He is a very special talent. I mean, you're the BWAC MVP in football, the player of the year in basketball. Who knows what baseball season's going to bring him, but the kid's just a winner, and he's part of the reason why this culture has been laid down at Crosslex. And and I'm sad that we don't get to, after baseball season, we won't get to see him play anymore. Right. That's This This is a guy that, that I will miss next season when we don't get to talk about him anymore. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about Eli Lore because he's the next guy up on our uh, board uh, from St. Clair. This is a guy that, that we think um, – maybe doesn't get enough exposure because we both like him. He he does a lot of just little things that maybe you don't read in the stat line, but he can put up a big stat line too. Well, what did we – did we talk about Eli Lord before the season? No. We, we weren't – like if we did a preseason all-area team, all team, Eli Lord probably wouldn't have been on the second team. Let's be honest, he was hurt his junior year, didn't play a lot as a sophomore. He was coming out back to a – call a bad St. Clair team. They won one game a year ago, but him and that group of seniors turned it around. Eli Lohr was the ball handler, the one that broke the press, and that, that Matt Gold had some teams that liked to throw the kitchen sink at you with the press, and he did a really nice job handling it. And when he wasn't on the floor, a lot of the time St. Clair struggled, i.e., District finals, games like that. He did a really nice job, and when he needed to score, he could. But a big man, he grabbed rebounds, he did everything, and just like the other guys on this list, did it unselfishly. 
Yeah, he was he was a guy that helped St. Clair go from uh, a team that at the beginning of the season were like, yeah, you know, they'll be better Maybe this they, year. But hopefully they get to 500. Yeah, but whatever, too. At the end, we're going, they have a really good shot at beating Richmond and winning this district. Yes. In fact, I was higher on St. Clair than Richmond going into that game. And what did Richmond do to beat them? Took away Eli Lore. And, yeah, and he also defensively, he was – he was a really, really solid defensive player this year. Yeah, and he's technically, I guess, he's a guard, but yeah, he, a re- guard. He, he rebounds as well as any big in the area. Yes, he's, I mean, he was a big piece in Matt Distelrath getting off to a big start in his first year and making things easy, knowing that whatever he taught them, that those kids can learn and Eli was at the forefront of that. So I thought I think very deservedly so is part of our first team all area. So really after one and two is when we had to start fitting in the list. So we got Jamison and Townsend. We're like, okay, we know those two are up there. We didn't worry about position. Either. Right. There's not two forwards, two guards, a center. It's, yeah. It's just these are the five kids that we think are the best five. So we had about what six names or six ish names for the final three spots on the first team yeah and we're looking through and one we go okay this kid could put up 30 he played sensational defense trent rice he is just a he's a firecracker he flies around the floor and he Beats everyone down there, and when he's when he gets going, he can score like ten points in the blink of an eye. And you go, oh, wow, Mooney's back in the game, or Mooney just put it out of reach. Yeah, he's he's maybe, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how you can even measure it, but like with a basketball in his hand, is there anybody faster? I mean, he. he I'd like just, to see him and Jameson race up and down the floor yeah, with he, a basketball. He he just flies up and down the the floor um he plays downhill he's so quick he's a little guy and he gets physical well, not that small he throws i mean he goes comparatively in, he yes. goes in with with the bigs and he takes abuse and he hits the floor and he's not shy he does not shy away from contact um and, and that's what i really like about him is that he'll go flying in there get destroyed still somehow make the basket dust himself off and knock down the free throw yeah and then play full court press defense man to man and stick on their hip the entire time um just just a relentless is another adjective yes that, another cliche use yes yeah. he is he's works at a different speed it seems like whether like you said he has the ball or not trent rice is flying around and He's moving at a at a higher gear than everyone else. Was so happy when he decided to play football <laughs> this year because again, just get him in space, get him the ball, and watch him fly. Um, and we'll get to enjoy watching him play baseball too because he's going to steal a hundred bases this year. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, so we've had Tyler Jamerson from Northern, Jake Townsend from Croslex, Eli Lore St. Clair, Trent Rice, Cardinal Mooney. This is where it got hard. Because I think of the however many names we had left, four or five names for one spot, we could have put any of them here, and I don't think we would have felt like we snubbed someone. Um, 
And this was a situation we talked about a lot because, again, we don't see every game and we see, obviously, we're at different spots every night. So there's a phenomenon we've noticed where it's happened in baseball and softball. It's happened in basketball where I'll go see a game and a player won't do anything. And I'm like, Dennis, what are you talking about? I've seen them three times. They've done nothing. And then Dennis will be talking, the best player on the team, whatever. It's just the way it works. It's what you get from a smallish sample size. Well, it's not that neither guy did anything. But with Richmond, when I was at games, Daquan Haskins felt like always had his best foot forward. And when Dennis was at games, it was Carl Stevens. So those were the two Richmond players that we were debating against. And the sealer was the postseason run when Carl Stevens felt like he was putting up 15 and 15. He was grabbing every rebound. In the regional game, he was really the only player scoring. It was tight and between a few other players that we'll get to in a minute. But Carl Stevens got our last first team spot. Yeah, every time I saw Richmond play, Carl Stevens scored 20 points or better every time this year. And that was uh, like a four-game sampling, which is actually a lot when you consider how we bounce around to see one single team that many times. And I think I have saw them four or five times. And So, I mean, it, it, it wasn't as small a sample size. But like you said, and Daquan Haskins played terrific, mm-hmm. but he was always the number two guy behind Stevens the nights that I was there, and it was the other way around the nights that you were there. So that made it a little more difficult um, to decide. But because you gave me Carl on the first team, boys, I acquiesced later <laughs> on and, and gave you a, a player or two uh, on the board as well. So that's our first team. Jamison from Northern, Townsend from Croslax, Lore from St. Clair, Rice from Cardinal Moody, and Carl Stevens from Richmond. Again, this is from what we saw and the numbers we got. And I feel like you, when we go to our second team, a good portion of our second team could be up on the first team, and you wouldn't have too much of a debate. Like You'd go, yes, there's going to be a snub. So, with the second team, since we just battled between Stevens and Haskins, the first name we wrote down was Daquan Haskins. Everything we just talked about, um, he is a guard. He could, When he got hot shooting, he was unbelievable. He, Him and Stevens, when they were ro- rolling like they were against Croslex in, uh, in the second game at Richmond, St- uh, Daquan Haskins was a problem. He just gets on fire and when he's scoring he scores in bunches yeah uh and and again uh, in the games that I saw Daquan Haskins play um he'd be he was streaky like you there'd be a quarter would go by and like I haven't said Haskins name yet and then all of a sudden the next quarter would start and in the first two minutes he'd knock down three threes right you know, and, and he kind of did it in, in flashes when I saw him play. But uh, this guy's a definite talent. Um, and the, the, the other thing about him is um, really good ball handler yes. um, and, and handles the, the pressure. And he's one of those guys that can make the guys around him better. Yes, he is. He, um, he was part of the reason why St. Clair couldn't score at all in the district final. And, again, between him and Stevens, it felt like flip a coin to pick that spot another guy that very easily and we considered 
him for the first team. We'll, we'll talk about these next two in tandem because okay. um, they're from the same team. Both of them could have been first team, and I don't think it would have been wrong of us to do so. But Trey Kolakovich and Sage Slanik, both on the second team, they've – you looked at some of the games they had because you said, well, ah, just like Slanik never did anything flashy, but I'd always go, he's got a quiet 12 or 14, and he'd do it every single night. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's very, very consistent. Again, I know he had the one game where the he went 30, over 30, three, I think. But it's just like at, at the end of the night, you're so f- focused on what like Townsend is doing and some of the other guys are doing. You just go, oh, hey, Sage had 18 points tonight. Yeah, because what he'd do is he'd hit a three, and then he'd get a steal on an inbound. He'd cut to the hoop, lay up, boom, five points. And then next time down, run through the offense, get a layup that's seven quick, and then he'd go quiet for a little bit, and then he'd do it again another time. And you go, oh, wow, you've got 14. And that doesn't feel like it, but he's just that steady force there. And Troy Kolakovich may be the best defender, at least on the perimeter in, in the area. Second straight BWAC Defensive Player of the Year, as we mentioned, and he's still just a junior. Um, and he started to score a little more this year, too. It wasn't all the time, but when he had a mismatch or when they needed him to, he could put up big numbers scoring-wise. Yeah, here's the thing. You're, you'd look at Trey Kolakovich st- statistics and go, he doesn't put up sexy numbers. He doesn't have to. Number one, his forte is defense, mm-hmm. and then probably his next most important thing is handle the ball and don't turn it over. And make sure, make sure that your other guys are are getting theirs. If I, I honestly feel this, Brady, that if Trey Kolakovich had to score twenty points a game, I think he could. If he wasn't on a a twenty and O team and he played on someone that didn't necessarily have scores, yeah, I, I I'd buy that. Yeah, that he could put up some big old numbers, but he didn't have to, and and he embraced his role, and he wasn't selfish about it and then again you feel bad that you you want to give all these kids first team because they are good enough to be there but had to cut it off somewhere and that's where it was another player that we didn't talk about before the season Dennis I don't know if we knew the kid's name for basketball or even really considered him much but he had some of the most dominating performances I've seen from anyone on the boards and scoring Sebastian Mays from Richmond. He's on our second team. And there were games where it felt like he was grabbing any rebound that landed inside the three-point line. And he was going back up with it. Whether you liked it or not, you could hit him over the head with a steel chair. And he was still going to get to the line and shoot two free throws and probably make them both. Yeah, you know, and there were a lot of bigs that we looked at. And we didn't, you'll notice, we didn't put a lot of bigs on the board, but uh, of of all the guys just in and out, consistent, when I saw him play, he did something. And and he's not always like a guy that they run plays for. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times he would get, you know, 15, 16 points, and maybe only twice in the entire game did they, like, run a pick and roll or post him up. It, it was a lot of offensive rebounds, and, and just dominating. Well, And one thing he did well, it's something 
a year ago, Ryan McNeil did for Northern. He finds the soft spots. He's got that instinct for where to slip to. So when Haskins or Stevens drives to the basket and the double team conversions, it's a drop off and a layup, and you think, oh, well, that's not hard to do. Well, it, it, it's easy when you're always in the right spot because you have teams with really good ball handlers and scores, and not every team has a guy that can always be in the right spot, have that chemistry with the guards to do so. And again, I think against Armada, he might have went, it was around 20 and 20 he went for, and there would be nights you, there. and let's be honest, there were nights Mays was quiet, but those are also the same nights that, Haskins and Stevens were both in the 20s. When he didn't need to be, he just grabbed rebounds. Yeah, that's the other thing. You go and look at Richmond box scores, and some nights they've got five guys in double figures. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, you know, there's only Green one City, There's only one basketball. So, so he – this was a tough one. The fifth – so this fifth option, we had a handful of names still on the board, and we – argued for all of them we argued against all of them so much so that we stopped this one went to the girls went through and did the girls first and second team and had to come back and is i mean i i feel good about putting any of them up there but i feel bad because whoever you put up you leave three people off and ultimately what we settled on was wyatt walker from Marine City. Um, yes, and some of the arguments we had against him was, yes, played in the MAC bronze. Not as tough of a league. Didn't have the best team success. I think they went 9 or 10 and 12 for the season. Um, but he was consistent. He would, every night he played, double figures. He would play in your face, just mean defense and did so night in and night out he was top two or three uh, and most nights he was their leading scorer and top two or three rebounding every single night so consistency was one of the reasons that I like Wyatt Walker the other reason I like Wyatt Walker is the intangibles Um, he has got that it factor jam whatever you want to call it he plays with sandpaper all over he, his body. He gets the loose ball. He's the guy that you'd love to have on your team and that you absolutely can't stand playing against. Yep. Um, and and that's kind of where he won me over in this debate because, again, uh, we'll say a, a couple of names here in a second that could have been this player. And we mentioned a whole bunch of names before we even started right. uh, of guys that – if we put them into the the argument, certainly could be there. But I just um, – I stand by this one. Is he the best basketball player? No. But in my book, he was one of the ten best players I saw this season on the floor, night in and night out when I saw his team play. So some of, I guess, the biggest omissions straight off the bat. Donovan McDonald was one we felt like – if you just ask, hey, is Donovan McDonald a first or second team player? You go, yeah. The biggest thing against him is it took him a little while. to get. By the end of the season, no doubt, he was having absolutely dominant performances. Just took him a little while to get that motor running. And Yeah, start to finish, I think he maybe improved more than any player in the area, becoming a okay basketball player to 
a really good basketball player. Because there were games like Mays, he was a force to be reckoned with. He took over games. There were nights he was the best player on the court. It just, it was about mid to late January when he really turned it up. And that, again, you were splitting hairs here. If you want him over Mays, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. No, I'm not that, either. That's a that's a preference thing. Kai Pennewell is another one who didn't have necessarily the numbers, but when you watched him play and you called a game, you went, oh, I said Kai Pennewell's name all the time. He did little things right, boxing out, uh, being able to slide over, help side defense, alter shots, just be a bulldog in the paint, score when they had a mismatch, but he's a guy that, again... You feel like he very easily could have been there. And if someone sent, wanted to complain and say, why isn't Kai Pennewell? He could be. I wouldn't say you're wrong for putting Kai Pennewell on there. Uh, Andrew Sneezak's another one from Armada that might be one of the best play, might be a first-teamer next year. He, you see the skills. Again, it was just sometimes the consistency wasn't there. Yeah, that was the thing for me with Andrew Sneezak because – uh, one night, I think he had twenty. He had twenty something against uh, Yale. I think it was in a game that I did, and I came home from that game going, "Wow, does Sneezak do that every night? Because if he does, he's a hell of a player." And then I think the next time I saw him, he had two points against somebody, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, there's that consistency that that we like to to talk about." So uh, uh, there's a lot of upside to Andrew Sneezak, um, but. Again, next year, I think he'll be a little more a consistent a player, and I bet he's on the board next year. Right. There were some other players that names we threw out that we thought were very nice players. They just weren't quite to there. Connor Rosenau is a player that we liked and was pretty consistent, just, I don't know, we just felt wasn't quite to the top 10, I guess in the area, but he was someone that I would like to have on my team no matter what. Yeah. Um, I, I would say uh, Connor fills uh, that one. There's some other kids in, in the area, some kids that are really good shooters, some kids that are really good uh, defenders. Like Scott um, Kretschmar was another guy. Kretschmar is another guy. City. Like, what do you what do, you do with with, uh, with him? What do you do with a Zach Kretsch at Croslex? Right. I mean, they're all really nice players Kretschmar really played well when I watched Marine City games I, I think Marine City games that, that I did and again I did four or five he averaged like 13 points a game when I was there and would knock down four three-pointers every time I'd see him play you liked a lot of kids from MLA City but there wasn't one that stood out head and shoulders over the rest it would, one night it would be player A the next night it's player B the next night it's player C yeah, as a scorer, I really like Dom Lugerai, but again, there's that consistency thing. I, I think ultimately, because I saw the Spartans play, I, I, I think, again, I think I saw them four times this year. Probably if I were taking a guy from their team and putting him up there, it would have been Grady Nash. He certainly deserves an honorable mention. Uh, I There were some nice players at Almont, Blake Campbell. I like the Waltons. They had some, again, nice players, just none that. We're head and shoulders. Oh, he's he'd be a top guy on any team, but a lot of really good. 
basketball players. And then there are some guys from Mooney. Um, if Luke Julio doesn't get hurt, he's at worst in the discussion. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big Julian Iadisi fan. Um, I, I also like their big uh, Catavera. He's a guy that I expect to take that next step that what McDonald did from the start to the end is what I want Catavera to do from the end of the basketball season to the start of next season in the summer, really fill out that frame and become a dominant post because he's got the height and he's got the skills, but just the consistency wasn't always there because, again, some nights he looked like, Mike, give him the ball more, and then other nights it's like, okay, not doing as much. It's more guard-oriented. Yeah, uh, I also saw Yale a couple of times this year, but again with with them, it was a different guy who was their best guy each time I, I saw them, and there were some consistency issues. And with Marysville, by the end of the season, it seemed like Cole Bowman or Tyler Simpson were scoring in the 20s, but again, consistency, and sometimes they'd be scoring 20, but they lost by 30, and that... Uh, Let's be honest, we don't weigh a 20-point 20, a 20 performance in a loss does not mean as much as a 20-point performance in a win. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, again, uh, our first team, Tyler Jamison, Jake Townsend of Crosslex, Eli Lore of St. Clair, Trent Rice of Cardinal Mooney, Carl Stevens of uh, Richmond, and then our uh, second team, Daquan Haskins from Richmond, Trey Kalakovich and Sage Slanick from Crosslex, Sebastian Mays from Richmond, and Wyatt Walker from Marine City. And we probably could have done, done a, a third team and a fourth team. Again, reminder that we did a draft where we picked, what, 24 kids? So, yeah. And then we had the, the list of guys. Go back and rewind if you want to hear the list of guys who were good enough to be considered, probably would have made the list had they We'd seen them more, but we didn't see them enough. Mainly guys up in the thumb. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll uh, take a, a break here, and then we'll uh, do it all over again with the uh, the girls' uh, basketball coming up next. Get ready for the warm weather in the outdoors. Alpine Cycles has everything you need to enjoy all those outdoor activities. From bikes to skateboards, longboards, and accessories, they have everything you need to hit the outdoors. Need a new bike? Alpine has the latest models of cruisers, BMX, road bikes, and mountain bikes, and even has the new e-bikes for you to hit the streets. Already have a bike? Is it ready for the season? Alpine Cycles mechanics can get it tuned up and make sure it is ready to go. Need a helmet? What about gloves? Gloves or shoes, Alpine Cycles has the accessories to make you safe and comfortable for that ride. Are you a skateboarder? Alpine Cycles carries all the top lines of skateboards and longboards. Make sure to stop into the board shop if you need to upgrade your gear. Open Monday through Saturday 10 to 6 and Sunday 12 to 4. Stop by Alpine Cycles today, located at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood. Or like Alpine Cycles on Facebook for all the latest updates. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. 
Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish? Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's Sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-662. 3048 to find the perfect ride. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron school story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron schools. 
Magna International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast, wrapping up our uh, basketball uh, coverage um, with our uh, all-area teams. We did the boys. Now let's talk about the uh, ladies uh, as we had some particularly good teams in the area this year. And so maybe the board isn't going to be as diverse uh, as it could be. But, again, when you've got teams as good as Marysville, as good as Imlay City, uh, as good as uh, PH uh, and Marine City, Marine City it's, it's, it's hard to not give them multiple players. Yeah, uh, and, there were – and there were some more intense debates on this one maybe than on the boys' side. First of all, do you want to start with the – out of area, or yeah. I guess not out of area, but not large enough sample size. Obviously, Sandusky, you saw them twice, but two playoff games is not enough to really base something off of. And obviously, this is a basketball team that lost a single game this year. By what, a single point? By Well, they, they lost by four points, oh. but basically they, yeah. they gave up two free throws with four seconds to go in what was a, a game that was separated by a basket. But... Um, the, uh, again, uh, Al did a great job sending us statistics, but this is the the problem with Sandusky is all their girls do the same stuff and play the same way. And, but Morgan Taggy and Emmy Bender kind of stood out for me in the two games that I saw. But uh, Long and Tripkowski, and they got a couple of of Jansons. I mean, they they all just play the same way. And they weren't in any close enough games for a star player to have big games. They would get their lead, and then they'd go rest on the bench. It was was like clockwork for them. And then there was a player out in North Branch you really had a high opinion of. Bailey Gormley is a really good basketball player, but again, kind of out on that island there in the BWAC, with North Branch, saw her play against Crosslex. I saw her play against uh, Armada, and was just she's just a terrific shooter and scorer and smart player. Does uh, everything uh, well. Uh, really like her game. Uh, Griffith is another one at Yale that we saw a couple of times mm-hmm. this year. She is a scorer, scorer, um, but again, just not a big enough sample size. And if really Deshetsky wasn't hurt most of the year, she would have been one that we would have been considering had we seen them more as well. Yeah, absolutely. And Armada's got uh, a couple of girls that I really liked uh, as well. Um, and I guess we, we can kind of get to that when we talk about our, our honorable mentions because we did see Armada a little bit this year. So we're going to start with probably the th- – I think the th- first three are – 
easy were easy picks for us. Yeah. There weren't no more deliberation. Like, in fact, you didn't even look at me. You just wrote the first three names down because you knew that I would agree with you. Mary Langeman from MLA City. She was she scored felt like twenty a night. Played pressing defense. Has the quickest release uh, we saw all year, and is headed to D two Embry Riddle and well deserved a hell of a career for a hell of a player. Yeah, um, offensively she is just a pure shooter. Uh, you can also she's another one of those girls that could go in the post. Uh, and, when she and, had the mismatch, yeah. Yep. Um, great rebounder. Again, uh, not lazy. Plays defense. Plays hard. And, and as you mentioned, relentless pressuring the basketball. Mm-hmm. Then there was Caitlin Kane from Marysville. She had maybe a two or three game stretch in December where Marysville had lost two of their game, their only two games of the regular season. And you went, oh, did they figure out Kane a little bit? No, she she hit the ground running, and she was scoring big time. I mean, in that Lake Fenton game, she was hitting big shot after big shot. And who was the one they got the ball in the hands of when they needed a basket? It's Caitlin Kane. She's going to Cornerstone. She was a hell of a player. The uh, the Country Day game, who is right in the middle of the come? They're down 23, and you think there's a quarter and a half to go on this one. Boy, I hope they don't lose by 30. Uh, and who is right in the middle of that, we don't think we're going to lose at all mentality, and it was Caitlin Kane. Yep. And then the meanest player <laughs> on the list, and it was awesome. Julia Gilbert from Port here on high. She was ferocious with her defense she would send balls into orbit rejecting them and kind of lost and doesn't happen too often lost in her defense was her scoring ability julia gilbert single-handedly won their district opener against anchor bay again big reds were dead in the water about to get upset and julia gilbert said nope nope i'm going to win this game and nothing's going to stop me. Uh, and, and again, uh, players who have that sandpapery, gritty, I'm going to put it on my back and, and take it and still play in a team concept. And under control. Yeah. Uh, it, again, nothing selfish, uh, not forcing up shots that she's got no business taking or can't make. Everything is... It, with with the flow of the game and with what's being presented to her, but this is a really good basketball player who, again, a lot of the major numbers might not wow you. She doesn't get to 10 points every single game. Felt like she got to like five blocks every single yeah, night and but 10 yeah, rebounds. You start looking at like rebounding, blocks, steals, assists, uh, and, and Julia Gilbert had a hell of a season. Maybe the best defensive player in the area. She would get my vote, yes. Because, again, just a nastiness to her. Something you and there's can't. some good def- – like if we did an all-defense team, though, she'd be on there. And then there'd be a couple of uh, Marysville kids that we probably won't even mention right. that I'd throw on there, too. But she – yeah. It was uh, played with a nastiness but under control. And something you can't teach that it factor that – that 
I don't want to say seeing red because that means you're out of control, but No, but she she does stuff with a purpose. When she blocks a shot, she tries to put it through the other girl's teeth or through the wall to let that person know, don't come in here. Just don't do it. It's a shame that she's if she was six two or six three, she would be one of the hottest commodities in the state. Oh, absolutely. The way she plays, but I hope somewhere gives her a chance because she is a t- the type of player that finds a role on any team. Yeah. So this is where we, again, had two spots, and I think we had, geez, probably the rest of the people on the second team is what could have been put here. Yeah. It was a close one, but I kind of, at least because I saw this player more than Dennis did, and I noticed when she stepped up, that's when this team really got going. She she wasn't the best scorer on her team, but when she was hitting shots, their team was winning. And when she wasn't, it's when they struggled. Kara Miller from Marysville was, I would say she was the best pure shooter in the area. Like if there was a three-point contest, I would pick Kara Miller to win. And she was a very graceful ball handler. And just like everyone else on Marysville, played defense with a passion. Yeah, I I like this player a lot. I didn't see Marysville as much this year as I saw them last year. Mm -hmm. This is a player that I really liked last year. Um, And and again, down 23 to Country Day. Who is it that splashed in three three three-pointers, two in the last minute of the game to get them to within a point? Kara Miller. Kara Miller is a big-time player who, again, at the end of the day, because Marysville's system isn't really about that and because they do have a super scorer in Kane, that you, you, not every night is she going to be in, in double figures, but I think this is a player that if they needed it, and if they needed her to take 10 shots a game, this would be a big scorer in our area. And this didn't factor into our decision-making, but I don't know how she does it. It feels like every single three she makes doesn't hit the rim. Oh, I know, yeah. It's incredible. It's, it's a sweet shot. Like, when she's on, she could just walk on top of a ladder, drop it in, and she wouldn't be as accurate as she was when she's feeling it. It is it is something else. But then the fifth spot goes to a player that was all league, played against, the had was on the team with the toughest schedule that any team we had um, played. Mia Jacobs from Port here on high. She was a re- she was the sometimes more of the scoring threat, but her and Gilbert were a really nice tandem. Jacobs played good defense on the perimeter, could go off when they needed her to. She had a few twenty point games this year, and she can shoot it she was probably the shooter on Portier on high's team if they had one i guess if you had to pick a designated shooter yeah she's a definite three-point threat um along with gilbert is a reliable free throw shooter which was an issue for a lot of teams mm-hmm. around here that was probably like the free throw shooting was probably the worst this year that i've seen in a few years for everybody right. boys and girls like it was a struggle but uh very, very dependable uh, there. Again, really solid defender. Um, uh, you can't play. You you can't not play defense at PH, or you won't get off the bench. Right. Uh, and and she was she's a leader on that uh, team, um, and and a really really good player. And, and maybe again, the most you, imp- you 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 pointed out 
every night they're playing Dakota, mm. Gross Point North, um, uh, Eisenhower, Eisenhower, e- e- even the they're non-conference teams in the Utica, red, Marysville, Lance Cruz North. They played Goodrich this year. Um, uh, they just yeah. They don't back away. Their off the nights. Powers are, was on their schedule. Their off nights are Gross Point South and Northern this year, where they're quote off nights, yeah. which aren't off nights. Those are not off nights at all. So uh, it, it's it's against top notch competition. She's guarding a really good player every night, and she's being guarded by a really good player every night. And maybe from last year to this year. The most improved player we'll talk about on these lists because she was she came off the bench last year. Remember, yeah, she was a rotational player, and when you lose as much talent as the Big Reds did from last year to this year, you need someone to step up in a big way. And you couldn't have asked Mia Jacobs really to do much more this season. No, she did a great uh, job. So. First team All Mac Red, very deservedly so, and she gets a spot on our first team. So our girls' first team, from Emily City, Mary Langeman, from Marysville, Caitlin Kane and Kara Miller, and from PH, Julia Gilbert and Mia Jacobs. Just looking at that uh, team going, they're not going to give up very many points. <laughs> no. Um, and, and actually, they probably score quite a bit. <laughs> yes. Yes, they do. Yeah. So... You know, usually the second team is the ones you debate about over the first team, and well, we had more that we debated about over the first team that we over overflowing through the second team. Well, I think our second team is just another first team, to be honest about it. It, I mean, there are some really talented players. Let's start down in Marine City. Jade Blanchard, um, she was absolutely sensational in games. She could take it over. Dennis, you saw you saw her in one St. Clair game go off for thirty plus. Yeah, she had thirty two uh, in the first win against St. Clair um, in, in a ball game where uh, they ended up going to overtime. But she did most of her damage in the regulation, um, and it wasn't just the points too, because she probably had close to twenty rebounds in that game uh, as well. Um, you you just you watch Jade Blanchard play, and even on nights when she struggles, which this is a young player, so there are nights where she struggles. You can just see though that there's all sorts of upside and all sorts of potential and talent with with this player. Um, and I I think uh, this next season she's going to have a breakout year. Well, you look, everyone on the first team outside of Miller was a senior. Blanchard is a sophomore. And I guess the one thing that kept her off the first team was some nights she would go real quiet. Yeah, like, consistency. Because the one game against St. Clair, she had 30-some, and the next time she had, what, six? Yeah. So that was the one knock. But even when she wasn't playing her best, take the district final. She gets the ball late game, doesn't lose her confidence, attacks the basket, got called for a charge, still – uh, made the shot and in a parallel in an alternate universe, I should say, that's called a block. It's an and one, and maybe Marine City was the one that makes that run. Um, 
Let's stay with Marine City, yes. Dennis, because this might have been your your darling, your favorite the, player. This, that not this necessarily is. the best, but the one that you will fight tooth and nail for, saying that she is one of the better players in the area. Yeah, we we, we were not going to do this and leave Jocelyn Dietland off the list in terms of because consistency is a big thing for me, and she is consistent. Drop your quarters into the slot <laughs> and get your 10 points and 10 rebounds from Dietland because it's happening every single game. And I think Blanchard and Dietland feed off each other. Sometimes when all the attention's on Blanchard, that's when Dietland steps up. Oh, everyone's going, well, we got to stop Dietland. Blanchard's open. So you have a little bit of that um, give and take with those two. But you're, you're right, especially in the – I thought in the postseason, Dietland played well. Yeah, is she going to wow you? Are you going to watch the game and go, oh, wow, this she's dominating? No, but at the end of the night, you're going to go, wow, 12 points, 15 rebounds. Wow, 15 points, 13 rebounds. If I had to wow. give, you, know, give you a comp to maybe not – maybe she put up slightly better numbers, but her play style similar, I think kind of like a Kai Pennewell. Yeah. Like those two I think are very comparable. Kai didn't put up his – many numbers as Jocelyn did, but they play very similar styles of basketball where you're not going, oh, wow, look at all these highlight plays. It's just, all right, pick up your lunch pail. Let's go Let's go get these points, get these rebounds, get a win, and get out. Well, go, go into any game in our archive that's a Marine City girls basketball game, and, and I guarantee you throughout the entire broadcast, whether it's you or me, you're going to hear Dietland. Dietland. Dietland, Dietland, whether it's a rebound or a bucket or whatever, you're going to hear her name every minute. She yeah. does something every minute of the game that she's in there. All right. Next player on our list was one that at the midway point of the season we were low on, that when we did our draft, we didn't even pick her. But the last was it half a dozen or so games were so absolutely dominant that she came into her own and might have been the best player in the area the last five or six games. Jersey McGregor is on our second team because something clicked and she realized I am going to grab every rebound every loose ball and I'm going to score it every time too yeah the, the the numbers at the end of the season that she was putting up were just stupid they were video game numbers doing it against again every night Mac red teams mm-hmm. um and 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 boy if, if we could have bottled what Jersey did in, in the last five or six games um and had that all season long maybe the player of the year in our area. Yes. Um, it, it like she, she was averaging, I, I think it was like 15 and 19 for like a five she or six game tied the school record for stretch. rebounds against St. Clair. I want to say it was 26 rebounds. It was at least is, 24. Which is an absurd, either way, yeah, is an absurd amount of, re- like think about that. Think if you get 10 rebounds, that's a big, if you get 15, Oh my God! You were all over the boards. She was in the mid twenties, so I, I yeah. She had a she had a at least a one twenty twenty game. Yeah, and she had two games: the St. Clair game and the twenty twenty game, where she was over twenty rebounds. 
Uh, I think her low rebound game was 15. In I that, think that was her worst game in that stretch. Uh, and I think that was also her worst scoring game where she only had eight, but she was uh, in double digits in all the other games and over 20 a couple of times. She was just like, again, whatever was said to her or whatever she decided or whoever pissed her off, the last five, six games of the season, unstoppable. Yes, and yes, we know she had a slower start and had peaks and valleys, and that's why she's second team and not first team. But, yeah, if we were doing it off of who was playing the best basketball right now, she would have an argument for number one um, at the end of the season. Yeah, absolutely. So, last two spots. Again, this is where we had to debate some players. There are some players we like. There are some other players that maybe didn't have as good of a season. Ultimately, we settled on two players from the same team. And and again, this is a team that for most of the year was number one or number two in our poll. Um, They were head and shoulders the best team in the BWAC. And so I think they deserve... Repre- more than one player representing in the top 10. Anna Langeman and Jay Forty both make second team. And I think it's a situation similar to a Trey Kolakovich, where if you put Anna Langeman or Jay Forty on a team that's not the most dominant team and doesn't have also Mary Langeman on it, who's going to nab up 15 or 20 a game, they are a dominant force and we're going oh wow look at how good they are but because they understood their role and yes some night some nights it was 40s turn to go off some nights it was Langemans but those two I think really deserved this spot and you're right as a team MLA City they were one of the better team the best one of the best teams in the area I'd say but, I mean, they were always – I don't think they ever dropped below number two in our poll. No. Uh, and, and you could also keep the last names up there but put Lily and uh, Alexa in front of it uh, <laughs> and, and make an argument that, that those players were uh, deserving as uh, well. Um, just sticking real quick with the BWAC, I know we mentioned Griffith from Yale. Um, Claire Sneezak at Armada is a player that I saw – uh, I, I had that week where I went out to Armada twice, and they had two great basketball games, one with Yale and one with North Branch, and they, they were both heartbreaking losses. Uh, the one went to overtime, but Claire Sneezak really got on my radar uh, during uh, that well, We week. had seen some – we saw some box scores and some well, – I know when Welper was out there, he liked her, Callie t- uh, Newberry liked her as well. And we knew about her, but it's it's different when you get to see them for the first time. Yeah. Like, let's use Mary Langeman as an example. When we did this last year, we knew Mary Langeman was a name out there that we needed to see. But we weren't sure because we weren't doing as many BWAC games. And when we finally saw, I think I told, like, Dennis, she's unbelievable. Like, she's just so smooth. And seeing them for the first time is just so much different than reading or hearing about them. Yeah. Um, some of the other players that we we really like but just couldn't find a, a place. Uh, Ileana Williams at PH, least in games that I saw, Brady, mm-hmm. really played well for them. 
Um, big fan of Avery Walters at Marysville. Again, this is a young player um, who I feel confident will be on these lists in coming years. Right. She's um, going to have to be one that, like a Jacobs did, you're losing a huge class. You're going to be one of those that need to step up. Um, and, and we both like Sky Gottler and think that uh, she's the glue for St. Clair. Yes. Um, and then uh, a young player, just a freshman this year, but uh, and they've got several at, at Northern, but uh, of that group, Falco has a chance to be a star. I think a lot of them do because they were all just freshmen. And again, the Mac Red, I think between the two of us, we saw just about every team from the Mac Red. Yeah. And that is unbelievable competition. So you have Falco, Eastman, Nichols, the Ramos, all in their first year in high school playing against them. I wouldn't be surprised if any of them hit a growth spurt. I mean, the the difference between an 18-year-old and a 14-year-old or a 15-year-old is night and day. They, I think that's a team that maybe not next year when they're still sophomores. They will definitely be better next year. But in a year or two, we might be trying to go saying, Dennis, I mean, Dennis, we can't put four Northern girls on the team. And I'll be like, why not? <laughs> if they're the four best, why not? So it's kind of my thing. Uh, also, um, Volkman was another player. Yes. Isabella Volkman's another player that, that I want to mention. Just played rabid defense. Um, uh, again, stats aren't going to wow you. I really like Madeline Smith at uh, Marysville, and I know you like Megan Winston. Mm, oh, the defense? Yep. Yes. Um, Audrey Schindler from St. Clair is another one. A big that's still trying to figure it out. She's younger, but at least when we both saw them, we're impressed with her. Yeah. Um, again, uh, Ella Stevenson is just a good athlete. And I just want to throw that out at, at oh, Elginac. yeah, she's not really basketball isn't her sport. She's a softball player, but you could just tell that that's a kid that picks up a ball and is good at whatever she <laughs> decides to do. Someone wanted her to be a rower. She would be a good rower. Yeah, exactly. So uh, worth worth a mention. Uh, and again, there there are so many others that we, we really just didn't get to see them play. Uh, enough. Uh, I'm. I am positive that if you could have seen Gormley played just once, you would have found a spot for her somewhere <laughs> on the list. Well, hopefully we didn't make you too angry. If we did, yell at Dennis, not me. Yeah, because I'm not going to listen to you anyway. <laughs> no, you're you're going to send me that. Well, you're you're if you tweet it to me, I'm probably not even going to see it because I don't even know how to <laughs> open that stuff and look at the it. The fact that Dennis is able to tweet out scores has been a <laughs> miracle of learning. Um, and and don't Snapchat it to me because I won't know how to open it. And uh, then and if you te- and if you uh, send me uh, an email. Um, I'll get a sentence into it, and once I realize you're complaining about something, I'll just delete it. Because I'm the boss. What am I going to do, fire myself? Because (laughs) we know that we didn't get to see every team as much as we would have loved to. And we know that I'm sure that objectively, if you wanted to look at numbers, that we probably missed something. But from our experiences, these were our teams. Again, for 
the girls, Mary Langham and Caitlin Kane, Kara Miller, Julia Gilbert, Mia Jacobs, the second team, Blanchard, McGregor, Dietlin, Langham, and Anna Langham, and Jaya Forty. Yeah. Uh, we left nobody off with malicious intent, and if we missed somebody, it was probably just because we didn't see that somebody play, yes. or we didn't see them play more than once or twice. So, so get over it. Again. It's just for fun, and at least somebody's talking about the kids. <laughs> Isn't that what it's supposed to be about anyways? Hopefully. So we'll, uh, we've gone long these first two segments, so let's put a bow on basketball season in, in the final segment. All right. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. 
This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Poor Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck On Sports uh, podcast. Uh, two good segments, Brady. Wow, welcome back. I, I hope so. I hope everyone listening thinks so. Oh, I think it's, so. It's good to be back. It was It was a long week last week, but... I'm really glad to be back. Are you basketballed out? Like, are you like, I'm glad that there's no basketball. Yeah, kind of. Because <laughs> before the playoffs, I was. it felt like, I felt like it was dragging a bit. I'm like, all right, come on. I know the districts are next week. I feel like I'm eating my vegetables right now. I see the cookies. Let me just eat the cookies. And now that I got it, no more. I am very Happy with how basketball went, although I would have made an exception had Mooney been playing last night or Crosslex or Richmond been playing last night. I could have, I would have been able to get excited and get up for those ones. Well, here's my thing because I really enjoyed the regular season this year, but I feel like I didn't get my milk with my cookies. <laughs> I just, uh, I, th- I thought Brady, we'd have some boys' teams playing basketball last night. I thought we'd have at least two from our area make the quarterfinals between boys and girls just in boys really just in boys i really had high hopes for uh crosslex i I know it was a tough regional i know obviously there was a really good pontiac Notre Dame prep team Mm -hmm. but i just felt going into it not knowing a whole lot about Notre Dame prep. Well, they upset that, collegiate to get there. Yeah, that, that we'd get a team maybe out of that regional. After they beat Everest, which I thought was the stumbling block, I thought Mooney was going to win the regional at uh, Peck. I was shocked when Genesee Christian beat them, and even more shocked when Genesee Christian won again last night to make it to the semifinal. So, obviously, they're a really good basketball think, team or they're just a basketball team that has caught fire at the right time let me give you the glass half full approach to what you're saying it's been a long time in this area since we've had expectations of quarterfinals because i mean think about it. there were a lot of good st Clair teams but it, it was always okay they'll win the district and then they go to the regionals and maybe they win a game same with marysville girls in in basketball like i think they had won 
one regional game in 40 years before this season with MLA City expecting them to get back to a quarterfinal. It's it's nice to have expectations and raise the level. I mean, I know Northern has a bear of a district, but if they get through their district, it's not like the regional is going to be any tougher. I wouldn't say it's easier, but it's not going to increase in difficulty. No, I remember when we were going through the scheduling for the week or the next two weeks whenever we go, all right, regionals, all right, Lake Fenton's winning that di- regional and just kind of yeah, that was like penciled him. Which, that Marysville-Lake Fenton win has to be one of the best wins for an area team in any sport in in, in a long time. Like, I'm trying to think of a comparison. I mean, you have to go back. 11 years now for this one but when PH beat Ike in football yeah, kind of felt like that which again was 11 years ago I think or 10 years ago now so yeah those are the ones that it's comparable to uh, I don't want to say any Marine City football wins because it's not when Marine City football wins it's not an upset it's they won the battle of the titans Right. Even, so, even when I think they're uh, although it was fun to watch them beat down Portland. Um, but I, we had some nice surprises this year. Again, St. Clair boys, both in football and now basketball, they go from a one-win team to a league champion and one of the best teams in the area. It's That's really nice to see because at least it seems like from our perspective – they're good kids, and they have their head on straight. And they, they did it with the same ones. It's not that a, a new crop of kids came in and infused them with talent. No, they were the same ones that got beat down all of last year that figured it out and got the win wins this year. They didn't get a new quarterback. They didn't get a new point guard. They didn't get a new big man. It was all essentially the same. And the reemergence of Richmond was nice to see. To get them, and they bring everyone back. Yeah, it's going to be a fun off season hearing people jab. Oh, well, Croslex, they're Croslex. They're not going to lose. And everyone going, well, Richmond went 17-3 and and won their district and brings every single person back. Yes. Yeah. We'll see, and then maybe some that people won't expect, but. Yeah, and and how about PH? They lost a really talented class in girls. And what do they do? They bounce back. No, they didn't win a league or win a district. They were playing for 
both. And, well, no, they lost in the semifinals in the district, didn't they? they yeah, they lost to Dakota. Right. It's 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 as tough as a schedule and as good as the program is is in good of a standing as it's been maybe ever for Port Huron High girls. Emma Trombley, uh, DeLong, you lost Williams, Williams, and and Izzy Trombley goes down early in the season. Yes. Who probably would have been in this discussion had she not gotten hurt, which is a shame because she's going to be a hell of an athlete. Yep. So that was really good. And then the the other thing that was kind of just fun this year was that even the teams that struggled, like they weren't easy to beat. No, like okay, let's use Marysville as an example. Their record had a steep fall off from last year, but. At any point, they could get hot shooting threes, look at Lakeview, and they could be in a game. At the end of the season, you saw a younger player in Simpson have an emergence. And and how about um, Makai Radford? He was was on – again, this kid is someone who was on the freshman team when the season started. Some things changed, moved up to the JV, I think, like a couple weeks in plays a JV schedule, and then starts the district fi- the district semifinal or whatever they played and played well. That's a, that's a story that, um, and again, he's nowhere near the list we talked about today yet, but he's a freshman, and that's a, that's a storyline to keep an eye on. I'm interested to see what he does come the tip-off of the 22-23 season. They're young. And yeah, they they're a young team that'll get better. So, and then how about Mooney winning a third straight or second straight girls district title? Three. It was three. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. They went at the right time. So, anything else about basketball season? It was I had a lot of fun. We saw some history. We saw that we saw a lot of uh, history this year in terms of what Tyler Davidson did at And Marysville winning their. I know. Good lord, he's already their all-time leading scorer. And Marysville won their first ever regional in girls basketball.
Houston game. I'm telling you, Brady, when they got it to one point with 28 seconds to go, I thought they were going to win that basketball game. That's because all they do is figure out ways to win. The best way to describe them was faceless opponents. You could have thrown out a WNBA team, and they would have just went, all right, this is how we play basketball. They go here, we pass here, and it's – they. Yeah, they do not fold under pressure. They shine brighter. Absolutely. All right, uh, any other thoughts? No, not at all. Hopefully um, we didn't make anyone mad. And, well, we're, I'm looking forward to baseball and softball because I think we're going to have a lot of talent in baseball and softball this year. Also, last reminder, send us scores if you don't put it online anywhere. I don't care if you're a player or a parent. Just be accurate and send us scores because baseball and softball can be a bear to get scores for.